What is up, Mad Mob? We are back for another Meat and Potatoes episode. Inching closer and closer to the start of the regular season. Time is literally crawling. Uh, we are in our last week of preseason, and um, it's just terrible football to watch. But it's football nonetheless. I, I just, I'm giddy. I'm giddy. September 8th. September 8th is when it kicks off. Great game as well to start the season. Bills, Rams. I mean, even the football that we had hasn't been terrible if you watch the first two drives or so. Damian Pierce looked <laughs> great. Yeah. He yeah. looked really, really good, just ripping off run after run the other night. And uh, for those of you that have drafts coming up, man, David Montgomery was carted off the field tonight. So keep that in mind. That's a rough one. Yep, and that's crazy that it happened that they're even giving him reps this late in preseason. It's kind of pointless. That's what it is, getting him ready, I guess. I don't know, but it's never good when you're carted off the field. So Khalil Herbert stock is going up. Speaking of uh, speaking of Bills Rams, well, not Bills. Did y'all see that Rams Bengals uh, fight that broke out? Yeah. The scuffle Aaron. that broke out that Aaron Donald somehow ended up with a Bengals helmet in each hand. <laughs> Channeling his inner Miles Garrett and taking it to the next level. Yeah, dude. That was crazy. This man ripped two helmets off. How's that even happen? I mean, Aaron Donald's like a freak of nature, but still. Man had two helmets and was swinging them things. Now, yeah. I, when- I don't see a suspension happening just because it was a joint practice, but. That's how I all saw those it. joint practices go, man. Yeah, it always I mean, they get chippy and stuff, but, like, I saw the fight break out, and the entire time, I'm like, oh, I wonder who that is. I wonder who that is. Oh, that's Aaron Donald. That man doesn't even need helmets to, to destroy people, and he's dual-wielding. Well, uh, did you all see – did you all – I think the funniest thing, like, I literally uh, I literally chuckled to myself when I read it, is, like, Sean McVay took the, took the podium and was like, I mean, it happens. It's just a little scuff. We just want to move past it. We're, we just – we're not worried about it. It's a joint pattern. It just happens. It moves on. Like, yeah, dude, that that's your star player that was wielding, dual-wielding helmets out there swinging them at enemy players. Of course you want to move on. Of course you don't want yeah. any more attention. But the Cincinnati Inquirer had a photographer out there that was absolutely snapping every action shot of him double-mailing people with these Bengals helmets. He gets some kind of uh, disciplinary action, right? He has got to. He got it. He's wielding two helmets, man, swinging them at people. That got that got Miles Garrett an indefinite suspension, and it was in a game, and it was egregious, and he hit him, he hit a dude in the head with it. But like I, I've Rudolph. just seen, I've just seen pictures. Like I don't know if he just was ripping him off, and like you know, like Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather, like I got your cap type of situation. Like you had a helmet, and now it's in my hand. Like back off, or I don't know if he was like having him like just nah. No, he's swinging. I saw he was swinging one. He was swinging for the fences, absolutely, and that'll that'll definitely cause damage. There's got to be some kind of disciplinary action. Yeah, I didn't know he was swinging it like that. It got to be. You can't you can't suspend Miles Garrett indefinitely, and and not give Aaron Donald anything. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just not on live television, right? Yeah, come on, man. It's a practice. It's Aaron Donald. He'll he'll be fine. He'll get off scot free. Player safety, nah, man. Players, I think Garrett ended up getting like six games when it was all said and done, and I think a fine as well. But it was the end well. of the season. Like, wasn't it through the rest of the season? Like, it was indefinite going into the off season. I believe so. 
I don't remember exactly when, but I know I'm pretty sure it equaled out to about six games. But, dude, you're talking about player safety. You can't be swinging helmets at guys. Uh, it doesn't matter if the game counts or not. You get in a lot of trouble for ripping a helmet off somebody, let alone swinging, their, swinging that device back at them. NFLPA will fight that to the death, man. I don't think that sticks. Not to Aaron Donald, the guy who threatened to retire anyway. NFL needs him in the league. I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah. He won't get suspended. Yeah, we'll in see. In my opinion. Well, the only thing that's saving him is it was a joint practice where these things are volatile as it is. And they said it had been chippy. It was the last day. It was their third day of joint practice. Uh, they said it had been chippy the whole time. They said Lyle Collins um, started it. Weird. Never would have thought that. But, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll keep an eye on that for you, Mad Mob, just in case oh, you're, we got some guys that are really thinking about drafting that Rams defense early. I got one for Beggs. Yeah. Uh, speaking of old – Cowboys offensive linemen and how how good you were hyping him up to be uh, just about a week ago or so. How do you feel about Tyron Smith tearing his hamstring straight off the bone? Dude, feel good about it? No, I don't. I had his what like nine and seven earlier. Without Tyron Smith, this is a five and eleven team, man. Mm. It's killer. It's your left tackle, man, and he's incredible. He's all of famer. Whenever he's done. And Michael Thomas coming out and like him tearing a hamstring and then him saying, guys, don't worry about it. Sure, my hamstring's not attached to the bone, but I don't need it. You do. I mean, you sound cool, but you definitely need your hamstring. Yeah. That guy's just, he's just kind of weird. He's just kind of weird, man. Can't guard Mike. Yeah. Can't guard Mike unless he's got a torn hamstring, which probably can. Unless he played the last two years. <laughs> then it's pretty easy to guard him. Pretty mm-hmm. easy. Pretty easy. Uh, all right. This episode, we we decided to uh, – most of you all are probably done with your drafts or your drafts are coming up. Um, it is no different for Gone, Beggs, and I. Uh, we, are, we are in draft season. Uh, uh, Beggs has done two drafts this week. I've done one draft this week. Um, I know me and Goni have a draft this weekend. So what we are going to do is we pick two rosters each um, that we have. Um, I believe Goni is bringing two dynasty startups to the mix for evaluation. Beggs is bringing a redraft, and what's your other one? A redraft as well, or it's a dynasty. So you're bringing a redraft and a dynasty startup. It is not a startup. Okay. We, uh, we drafted last year. Okay. So he's bringing a redraft and a dynasty. Um, I am bringing a redraft and a – are we going into our third or fourth year of this dynasty? Third. Going into the third year of our dynasty, um, I'll be bringing the defending champs um, to the table to be evaluated by the boys. Um, simple simple measurements of success, A, B, C, D, F, A, uh, if we give it an A, then we think that this team is a serious contender for the championship this year. That roster, uh, a B, uh, a definite, a definite uh, playoff team, uh, gonna need to make some decent in-season moves to be a serious championship contender. Though a C, you are a fringe playoff team. Uh, no in-season management. You're still, you know, health issues aside, you're still probably gonna make the playoffs. A D, you need to make some in-season moves to get to the playoffs. And F, uh, Bill Belichick and Matthew Barry could take over your team and you probably won't be making the playoffs. Simple metrics. 
Yeah. Fair enough. And and we're not gonna we're not gonna hamper on it too much because we have six rosters to push through. Um, and we've given you all our rankings. We've pounded you all in the head this off season on on our thoughts uh, about um, these individual players that we're going to talk about today. Um, so we're just going to give our quick th- overall thoughts on the roster. Um, what do you all want to do? Do you all want to just um, tackle one apiece and just do a, do a round? Sounds good. We'll just like all mm-hmm. right. Um, we, we, have, we have sent each other our rosters uh, so we can go over it during this. Uh, let's start with you, Gone. What roster are you starting with, Bubba? Uh, this one that we're going to look at first is a startup dynasty superflex. Um, okay. Is this, it the one with, uh, Joe Shiesty as your quarterback? Joe Shiesty is the QB. Correct. Okay. I got you pulled up. Okay. So little caveat on this one. I had the first overall pick in this draft. I had the one one and I actually traded back. I, I traded, the 101 for the 106 and the 306. So I wanted to gain a little bit of value. I know I could have had Josh Allen, the perennial QB1, uh, but I just saw the value there. I wanted to make my team a little better. So I gave it a shot on it, and uh, the team goes as follows. Uh, probably still going to make changes you know, to the starting roster, but... As I have it set right now, Joe Burrow is my starting quarterback. Antonio Gibson running back. David Montgomery running back. My two receivers are T. Higgins and Debo Samuel. I got Joe Burrow and T. Higgins basically in that trade for the 101. Cole Komet at tight end. There are three flexes. Uh, Josh Jacobs as one. Allen Robinson is another. J.K. Dobbins is a third. And then my super flex quarterback is Jameis Winston right now. Notable guys off the bench that I selected as well. Khalil Herbert as a handcuff to David Montgomery. Will Fuller as a little stash. Chris Godwin uh, got pretty late. Kenny Galladay, Michael Gallup, and then just kind of took flyers on a couple other guys. Uh, My taxi includes Isaiah Spiller, Brian Robinson, and Snoop Connor as well. So... I feel like I have some work to do personally. I don't really love Antonio Gibson. Um, and that's just the way it is, honestly. It was a little little wonky doing a, a super flex. Jameis Winston also might not be the best, but go ahead and let me know what you guys think here. 12 team? 12 team, yes, sir. I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm gonna give this one a B, uh, personally. Uh, I think this is a playoff team to me. Um, obviously, Gibson worries you. I think Brian Robinson is, is a pretty safe handcuff here. Brian Robinson might end up having a starting job by the end of the year anyway. Um, love that you got Herbert for Montgomery as a handcuff. Always a good idea. Um, so you're kind of insulated. You know, you have run, running back depth, right, in the terms of handcuffs. I love Godwin. I'm surprised you got him late. Uh, what round did you get him in? Honestly, I can't remember, but he was he was actually going pretty late. And I don't know if that's because of the injury scare coming off the ACL, not being ready for week one. But honestly, he's a steal. I thought he was a steal. Hey, yeah, he is a steal. I, I like Michael Gallup, who now is supposed to be coming back close to week one. I mean, he may only miss a game or two. So he could add some real depth real early. And my last comment before I let Wayne take over, Robert Tunney, right? Everybody's sleeping on him. He was a tight end. Mm-hmm. Top five tight end just two years ago, tore the ACL last year. 
He's got a chance, man. If Cole Komet doesn't quite do it, I think he has an outside shot of being a top 12 tight end. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking at is he hedged his bets with Cole Komet. Uh, me and Goni are both on record loving Cole Komet, but uh, snagging Mo Alley and Robert Tunyon. Um, yeah. Kind of take it. That, that was a smart move. Uh, my grade, if, okay. You could and do this, pluses and minuses as well. This might be, okay, B minus. It's fair. B minus. And I know B B plus for a dynasty draft, B minus as far as um, what I think you're capable of this year. I see what you're doing. Um, David Montgomery, like you said, you he got carted off, just not sure about him. You did kind of hedge him getting Khalil Herbert. So I don't think you I, – I, in all honesty, if David Montgomery is going to be hurt, let him be real hurt. That way there's no – uh, they don't put him on a snap count. I think that would hurt you. Antonio Gibson, I'm absolutely terrified of. I th- I think your your running backs are kind of hurting this year. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. C- Michael Gallup. I'm on record saying he's going to be pretty good this year. If William Fuller would ever land on a team, I think he's very serviceable. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, Byron Pringle even has a chance to be somewhat decent. Uh, I love your quarterbacks. Um, I think Jameis Winston is a throwing machine. I know you don't think he is for some reason, but I think Joe Burrow and Jameis Winston, you have to have one of the top the the top quarterback duos as far as just pure passing volume. Yeah. Um I love your I love your receivers now that Debo's got his contract with the um rushing incentives. So going on my ask, I know you're not uh, super excited about Jameis and the super flex. And yep. uh, ha- having been in a few super flexes myself, I know that that second quarterback spot could really make you or break you. Uh, it, do you have a plan to upgrade the spot? Uh, I've thought about it, and I put feelers out there. It's just that I don't love – a lot of guys are wanting like Godwin or Robinson and like a pick. I've, I've gotten a lot of like Robinson and uh, J.K. Dobbins. And I just I, – yeah, I don't want to give up – like depth. I, I don't feel like I have a whole lot of depth on this team. I no. love Chris Godwin being able to slot him in. So you don't I'm just happy. I'm happy with Jameis Winston in there, to be honest with you. I only need the guy to put up fifteen to twenty points or so, you know, a week. A, a fifteen to twenty point game out of your second quarterback is an elite game for a running back or wide receiver, really. Which is what, the importance of Superflex, really. So what uh, so, I mean, I, I look at Josh Jacobs, right? You got a horrible old line. You got the McDaniels factor, right? Very likely could be in a timeshare this year with Zamir White and Abdullah. Wayne, would you consider maybe dangling Josh Jacobs in a Michael Gallup package to upgrade if you really wanted to? I don't I don't know that he Does can. That enough? I don't okay. know that he can. He's got such lack of depth at the running back position. I don't think he really could. He's got him in a flex but he really doesn't have a lot elsewhere. I love Isaiah. He so you were smart. You went straight running backs for the most part for your taxi squad. Um, Isaiah Spiller, I think he's going to be great in the future. Brian Robinson, I think he, if Antonio Gibson stays on his decline and J.D. McKissick goes somewhere else, then boom, you got an RB1 on a team that loves to rush. Um, This year, I don't think you can afford to give up Josh Jacobs, even if he's getting you – 10 to 12 a game, I think that's 
better than what a lot of your bench is going to get you. Just not a lot of depth, but I mean, that's nothing you don't already know. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It's just not worth it to upgrade. Like I would want a substantial upgrade at the quarterback position for my flex quarterback. If I like to make moves and really what I'm going to have to give up versus my return on the investment, it just doesn't seem really worth it to me. So, I mean, I'm going to ride it out. You never know what could happen. It, the season could play more towards how, you know, Wayne feels where Jameis Winston just throws a whole lot more. I'm just down on him a little bit, but I couldn't really pass him up at the time. When you I get down there, it was down I, in the nitty gritty. So I don't think he, he throws as much as he throw, threw in Tampa, but I think he they definitely unleash him a little bit more than they did towards the end of last year. Bad beat on Tim Patrick, by the way. Would have been a nice piece. Would have been a nice piece. He'll be on the IR all year. Yeah. All right, Begley. Um, I only got one roster from you. Um, there should be two in there. Um, I'm gonna. I'll start. Do you have the uh, the ESPN one? I do. No, I got the sleeper uh, one. Check out the. Uh, well, it's in our ESPN league that we're in together, Wayne. Um, that way you can get to it. I'll, I'll talk about it while you kind of make your way over there. Oh, so you sent that one to Goni, but I'm just gonna have to. No, it's in the it, it's in the group chat. Goni got it. Did um, I miss it? Oh, okay, I see it. I see it. I see it. No, that's my bad. I see it. I got it. Mad Mob, they say you can't fix stupid. We're still trying. Um, I, well, right, so... I, well, it mixed it up because you sent one, and then me and Goni sent a bunch of gifts waiting on you because you were really late for this podcast, and then you sent uh, your second roster in between. So that's where the mix up was. Ouch. Not that, not that we're salty. All right, so uh, I'll start out by saying this was a weird draft. Uh, this is a league that that does weird things with drafts. Bengals players go early. Uh, quarterbacks sometimes go early. Is this a redraft? It is a redraft. It's a PPR, and it is a five-point passing touchdown league. Um, at quarterback, I've got Trey Lance, uh, who I drafted in in as my last pick on the roster. Um, I knew I wanted a scrambling quarterback. Um, Jalen Hurts went like in the fifth round. I uh, just couldn't get my hands on him. Obviously, Lamar went early. So Trey Lance, I felt like I came away with you know, a hopeful option, a lot of upside there. Uh, DeAndre Swift was my first pick. I picked out of the 10 hole. Uh, Najee fell to me at the 10. And, and Wayne, I, you know, you've kind of convinced me to back off Najee a little bit. That's a guy I just don't really want to touch this year, kind of no matter what. Um, so I was left with Swift or Debo, um, Adams, Devontae Adams, uh, Diggs, Mike Evans, kind of a range. Uh, so I took Swift there. And on a turn, I was lucky enough to get Devontae Adams, who I felt really strongly about. Uh, kind of the rest of the draft, while I was waiting on the turn to get it back to me, running backs were going like crazy. Um, so I actually got J.K. Dobbins with my third pick, which I felt like was a reach. Um, but I really wanted to get that RB2 there. Uh, I was – my other options would have been McLaurin or Deontay Johnson uh, at that pick instead of Dobbins, but I was concerned that I knew the guy behind me was going to go running back. Uh, he went receiver. Um, so I reached for Dobbins. Uh, in the in the fourth and the fifth, I went with ETN, uh, Mooney, and then Schultz in the sixth. Uh, so the team is Trey Lance, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Devontae Adams, Darnell Mooney, Dalton Schultz, Travis ETN. Um, I was able to get Alan Lazard in the seventh, who I think is a really nice upside guy on the bench. I got Michael Carter and uh, rounded out the roster with uh, Tyler Algier, Naheem Hines, and Michael Carter. Uh, I, 
I'm, I'm pretty critical of myself on this one, but I'd like to hear what you guys think. Wayne, you want first? C plus plus plus. That's fair. Plus plus yeah. plus. B minus 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 minus. Um, yeah. Uh, tr- I think you're going to live and die by, not live and die by Trey Lance, but I think Trey Lance is, he's either going to be, he's going to be the guy for me that takes it from a C plus to a B plus if he lands out. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I love D Swift. I would have taken DeAndre Swift over Najee in your situation as well. Um, I, I think there's a lot of upside for him. I like your receivers. Um, I'm leaning more towards a B-minus area just because of how I feel about Alan Lazard. I think towards um, as the year goes on, I think he slots into your flex role um, uh-huh. more often. And then I think you'll be able to play matchups with J.K. Dobbins and uh, Travis Etienne, which will help you out. Uh-huh. Um, I like your receivers, Devontae Adams, Darnell Mooney. I think they're great. Uh, I love Dalton Schultz this year. Um, yeah, it's just that it's it's it just it's just if Trey Lance is going to do what we think he's going to do on the ground, and if Alan Lazard can pan out and you can just play matchups with Dobbins and ETN, that's what takes you from a C plus to me to a B minus. Honestly, just a regular B. Um, yeah. If you can play the matchups with your RB2 instead of having to um, slot Travis Etienne, um, I, I think, you know, if you if you suffer an injury at running back anywhere, um, I think you're hurting bad. I don't think you have a lot of depth. But that's just me. I know you're high on Hines, so you might feel okay. Um, Tyler Alligator, I think he'll be – I think he'll emerge to be okay as well. Um, but yeah, your back, your receiving core is, is great. I, I like, I like your two receivers that you got on your bench and I love your two receivers that you got in there. That's definitely the shining part of this team. And, and I'm, I'm very high on Dalton Schultz. It's just that flex spot and the depth that's keeping you from, from really going up into a, what I think is a definite playoff team. Yeah. Okay. I think I'd call it a. I think I'd call it a B minus. I think I might be a little B minus with potential for B plus. Um, yeah, he's definitely got potential. Yeah. The five, the five point throw, like passing touchdowns, is like just a small little. Ding, that helps him, really. right? That helps him in the long run against all these other guys, right? Because Trey Lance, we're not, we're not banking on him passing a bunch. We're passing on him rushing a bunch. But standard right. is four points. I know a lot of guys play six, but standard is four-point passing touchdowns for the most part. So it kind of hurts him with Trey Lance, but the way I look at it is Trey Lance has potential to be this year's Jalen Hurts, man. Jalen Hurts only threw 16 touchdowns last year, and he finished as like the QB six. That takes him to a solid B+. Trey Lance, if he does what Jalen Hurts does, takes him to a solid B+, right? That's what I'm saying. Like like you said, I'm just echoing your sentiment of it's going to ride a lot on Trey Lance. And like mm-hmm. just making the comparison, Jalen Hurts didn't destroy yeah. the world with his arm last year. He threw 16 touchdowns and was a QB one. So if you can get similar production out of Trey Lance that boosts your team, I mean, I really don't hate your the depth of the running backs. Um, I mean, you've got at least, you know, three of them there who can probably start on you, start for you rather on a weekly basis, maybe. I mean, Still have to see what we're going to get out of ETN. But I find I feel like you're going to find yourself looking to play Alan Lazard. You're going to probably be choosing midseason on a weekly basis. Am I going to play Lazard <laughs> over ETN or Dobbins? I can absolutely see that, dude, at, at some point. 
you got nice safe floor with with Devontae Adams and even Mooney, I think, just with yeah. the volume that Mooney's going to command. Love his receivers, nice, even on yeah, the bench. It, like yeah. the receivers are, are absolutely fine. And then you, I like your your upside shots that you took as well for a redraft uh, with Elijah Moore and then Tyler Algier. Like that's what you want at the end of a draft, especially a redraft. You want the upside guys. You want rookies. You want young players, guys that have a chance for a breakout. So really, I mean, it's going to – it's going to come down to it. I can't really knock you for taking Swift over Najee either. That's to me, that's a coin flip. I would have done it. Poison. I would have done it. So I know, yeah, but I, definitely I mean, hate Swift has gotten hurt every year. That's the only knock on him. He's gotten hurt every year and Najee's going to out volume him for sure. So to the tune of a lot worse efficiency, probably probably, but will the volume make up for that? I, I don't know. We'll, yeah, exactly. We'll Remains to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, Swift. You know, Swift was outscoring Najee last year pretty significantly until he got hurt. In, oh yeah, I think week twelve. I, I you know, I, I'm counting on this more of the reception work. Maybe he stays healthy. Yeah, I have the same thoughts on Trey Lance. I'm gonna trust in Shanahan. Uh, maybe I'll get some RG three like season out of him this year. Good. Uh, you know, there's Tua, Jameis is out there, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan. Do you guys prefer any of those over Trey Lance? I don't think so. Nope. I think Trey Lance just gives you so much upside on the ground yeah. uh, out of all those. And, and none yeah, of those I agree guys with the are like good enough. None of those guys are good enough to start over him, to stash him, to wait and see and if you, he's going to be good, you know? Yeah. And you said you got him in the, with the last pick of the last Ooh. pick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, value I, think, I think for the value that that could return uh, is incredible. Yeah. It's the value yeah. of the year right there. It's one of those leagues where you know they all watch football. They're not so much fantasy players, but they're very knowledgeable about the game, right? Trey Lance is probably not a good NFL quarterback, but he's a great fantasy quarterback. I'm hoping, so we'll see. Potentials there, yeah. So we'll average that out at a B, or we'll average it out at a B minus. With um, B-. we both agree, B plus upside, depending on what Trey Lance does this year. Yeah. Um, all right. I've got one. It is a dynasty. We are in year three. I'm coming off of a championship. I'm kind of on the fence here with um, if we want to uh, sell some pieces and get younger or try and go back to back. Um, starting, it is a, it's a, it's not a super flex, but there are two flex spots. Um, I've got Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, Zeke, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Noah Fant. Gabe Davis, Amon Ra, and then kicker defense. Um, notables on the bench, uh, snagged Kenneth Gainwell, Gainwell, got Tyler Lockett, um, Will Fuller, just waiting for him to get there, um, Kenyon Drake. Um, we did go out and get um, – I say we, this is the team that I have with uh, Goni. Um, we went out and traded a, uh, traded Josh, uh, Josh Palmer for Alligator. Um, Didn't love it. Goni hates it. But the way I'm looking at it, so if you look at my starting roster, we've got Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and in our uh, in our flex we have Gabe Davis and Amon Ra. Uh, we're sitting pretty good from the receiver side, but you look at our running backs, and we've got Eck and Zeke, and then on our bench, Kenyon Drake, Jeff Wilson, Dearness Johnson, Kenneth Gainwell. We we had to do something. We had to take a stab. So we. I don't see Palmer being in our starting lineup ever. Um, do I think that Palmer will output more points than Alligator? Yeah, but 
we won't need those points. <laughs> we need alligators points. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I have for this year, year three of a dynasty. Um, things I might look to do in the future. Um, I'm on record saying Zeke's going to have a good year this year. Um, might try and look to to sell him. You know, once he shows people that he's going to be good this year, uh, for some reason he's got to prove it every single year. Um, so I think I would be willing to take the hit um, on losing a good running back this year. Um, to get a little bit younger at a position that I'll be in need of here in the next year or two. Um, tight end. Uh, we've been hurt in the tight end game for so long. Uh, we went out um, and got Noah Fant. We're pretty happy about it. And then, boom, like Russell Wilson to the Broncos. And, Let's go. Oh, yeah, except for Noah Fant. He's going with Drew Locke. And it's like, so we're back in the in the tight end crap area but i mean we won a championship last year with our tight end bringing in a consistent four points a game um do i think it's possible again i'll, I'll let you all decide i'll let y'all grade it i think um i mean obviously coming off the championship right we can't go any lower than b here um i think this is a a a b plus roster um I, I think the shining star somebody i love that you didn't mention was isaiah pacheco out of kansas city with Rojo likely being a cut candidate, we've seen what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can do. Andy Reid typically has a monster running backs, man. I mean, if this guy's – I know he's a raw, like a super explosive athlete, a little raw, but if midseason he can come around, still some snaps from CEH, he's a monster. Uh, I love the Algier trade. I, I agree with you, Wayne. I think that's one that – I know Goni is, is a little – has a little heartburn over it, but – he loves that Chargers offense. It's it's necessary. That's why we usually do – everyone has to agree on the trade. And with the need being there, uh, I gave it the okay on my end. It's just – it's such a stab in the dark on Algier. And I hope he pans out. It really does. It's just I'm kind of – I've kind of like planted my flag a little bit on Josh Palmer. I just see good things for him. So – if he, if Algier pans out, then it's it's a great trade. But we needed to do it regardless, so I understand that. Yeah, um, you know, and you have Gallup right there on the IR, yep. and he's he's coming back sooner. His recovery is really going well, so I, I think he's an impact guy. You're holding on to Kenyon Drake. I see. Are you all? Is he a cut candidate? I'm assuming. Or are you going to see where he lands? See where he lands. There's not much on the waiver wire. Yeah, if there was something on the waiver wire that tickles our fancy, obviously he's probably going to be one of the first to come up in conversation to cut for it, but there's just nothing catching our eye on the waivers right now. Yeah, makes sense. Kenny Gangwell, I think, was a great ad for you guys in particular. Um, I think he's probably RB1 for the Eagles in the year. Uh, I'm a little, I think he's his ceiling is limited with Jalen Hurts. He doesn't really check the ball down historically. Um, but he's a, he's a great pick for you guys. You guys have one more year of absolute monster contention, right? You guys are, are probably a top three favorite to win the league, to in, in my opinion. We do have one other guy in our league who has a really nice roster, but we know he won't manage it very well if somebody gets injured or something, necessarily. <laughs> um, are you a little worried about Waddle? Or are you? is this just – how do you guys feel about Miami? I mean, Waddle Waddle just came off of last year. He set the rookie reception record, 104 catches. They brought in Tyreek Hill. The volume will go down. I understand that. We've we've talked about this a little bit before, man. The the volume goes down, but I think the efficiency goes up. 
okay. in college, he he was a burner. He beats you deep down the field. He's got wheels. He didn't get to use them last year. It was a whole lot of short passes and screens and, you know, maybe 10 yards out. I, I think he opens up this year. I think you see him getting shots down the field, letting Tua air it out to him, and he's playing opposite of Tyreek Hill. So he's getting the number two corner. So, I mean, I like him. I like him. It's only his second year, so still developing. Yeah. If 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 my receivers can duplicate what they've done, like then then we are sitting good on receivers for the next five six years. Absolutely. I mean, you look at our Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Amon Ra, Gabe Davis, all all four. Everybody knows about Jamar Chase. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Amon Ra, and Gabe Davis have all shown flashes of what can be a very successful career. Um, and if they all do it, if they all pan out, then then go ahead and just lock those, lock them in our lineup for a long time. Um, and then it just comes to filling in um, some of our aging running backs. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, we'll see if he pans out. Uh, Alligator, we'll see if he pans out. I think we have, you know, if we have to run with Zeke for next year, you know, whatever. Obviously, he'll he'll probably be a drop candidate. Um, after next season, um, Eck might have two or three left in him. So, you know, I think we have um, a little bit of time to um, focus on running backs, which is what we need to do at this point. Yeah, I, I think your season kind of hinges on uh, on Gabe and Amon Ra, the flex spot, right? You need one of them to me or somebody on the bench to be a, a, a lock every week. It's probably going to be Gabe Davis. I mean, he's looked great in the preseason. It's a high-powered offense. Um, I would you guys just again? I'm just spitballing here. Maybe after this year, would you all consider moving Eck and try to get a really nice tight end in a package deal with somebody else? Try to sell him a year early instead of a year late, kind of a move. Not for a tight end. I've tried that. I've tried that. I'm the voice of reason around here. No, yeah. uh, I'm I'm all, I'm okay with selling assets um, early. I prefer to sell assets early. Um, I just I need to return value, you know, and I'll take you know I'll take age into consideration and all that stuff when uh, when doing trade talks and all that. But uh, when you talk about Eck, you talk about a guy that's going to be an RB one um, for possibly another three years. Wow. Um, I think he's confirmed RB one this year and next year. Um, so that's he still has good value. Um, he doesn't. Uh, he's involved his his success is a lot in the passing game so it's not like he's banging between big o line and d linemen um his runs on the body it's not like derrick henry's runs to the body you know what i mean um mm-hmm. so i think he's got the opportunity to be successful all the way up to 29 okay that and he didn't start off his career you know getting massive carries the he's got a lot of mileage left so yeah i could definitely see that but yeah i mean you always got to kick the tires and see what's out there. If there's not going to be a good enough trade, we're not just going to trade him to trade him, you know, just to get younger. Uh, we'll, we'll age him out if it means we're winning in the meantime. Same with Zeke. We're not returning value on Zeke. People think he's going to be trash cans. I simply don't think he's going to be. I think he's going to be solid. Um, I'm not going to get rid of him because I think I, I, I will cut him at the end of his career if it means that I was winning all the way up until I cut him. And I'm okay with that. I mean, we've done we did that with Julio Jones. I mean, we we couldn't return value on him. We felt like he was successful in the meantime, 
and we kept him all the way up until he had no value. Uh, and I'm okay with that. As long as I'm winning in the meantime, then I'll build my I'll build my team uh, elsewhere, whether it be the draft or trading away other other key pieces to fill in for him. Um, so yeah, I, I, Zeke is just so disrespected in the fantasy world. It makes no sense, but whatever. He's going to continue to be disrespected. Um, that's why I'm only saying I, I put the feelers out for Zeke after again he proves that he's going to be a great running back again, and then people are like, "Oh dang, I need a running back," and and they. We, we say, hey, what about Zeke? And they'll be like, no. And then we'll have to show them the game log from this season where they're like, oh, dang, he's good. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> we go through it every year. Um, but I'm okay letting Zeke rot on my roster until he retires if that's what it takes. I'm not, I'm not selling him cheap. It, so, you know, I, with obviously the, maybe a running back cliff hitting next year with Eckler or Zeke, right, maybe the year after. First, first running back on the waivers, right, that's, that's going to be – they, we think can give her a lot of value this year. You guys are going to gobble them up, right? And you're spending all the fab budget. First, uh, first James Robinson type guy that comes about. If he looks good, man, we've already yeah. we're looking for you know anything. Honestly, we went ahead and we picked up you know Jeff Wilson off the waiver wires this off season. We picked up Kenneth Gainwell. We picked up Jalen Warren, the backup to Najee, and then uh, we found did- Tyler Algier. Um, or uh, I'm sorry, Isaiah Pacheco on waivers as well. He went undrafted, so yeah. just these little little stash moves. You just smart, and you look grab at, a bunch of lottery tickets. Hope one hits. You look at Kareem Hunt. He's starting almost every roster that he's on. Um, Dearness Johnson has shown incredible talent when on the field. Uh, this is Kareem Hunt's last year. I don't think he's going to be in a Browns uniform anymore after this. He's already said he wanted to trade, but they're forcing him to play for him this year. Um, if Dearness slots into a Kareem Hunt role, boom fantasy value through the roof just for somebody that's already on our bench. Yeah. Um, so we're Boys. not dead in the water, you know, after this year or anything. Again, I think Eck is an RB1 next year as well. Um, again, I, I'll let – I'm not selling any pieces for cheap just because they're getting old. They can rot on my roster and win me championships uh, all the way until they get their AARP card. I'm going to give it a B plus minus. I, Wouldn't like, that uh, just be a regular B, man? Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess we'll do just to be. Because, I mean, the roster is there. Like Beg said, we need Gabe Davis and Amon Ra. We need one of them to show up. Our flexes but, are question marks. Yep, they could either be great or terrible. It's not even that. It's just the depth. I don't love the depth that's out mm-hmm. there right now. We need we need some favorable things to happen. So, I mean, we're an injury away from not having a chance to win a championship. And... While we have it right now, we we definitely have a a very good roster, and it won it for us last year, and it could do it again. Um, you just want to have all your bases covered. That's all. And and we don't. And we don't. We so don't right I mean, now. we'll we'll see as the season goes on. Many things happen. A lot of things change, and uh, maybe we'll get like a sweet deal, like Cole Beasley and James Robinson for the next Jamar Chase. That would be spicy. That'd be nice. Uh, all right, Gone, give us your next roster. All right, bear with me a second here. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I'm already going to tell you, just uh, not to spoil it, um, I mean, this thing's a monster, Kyle. Uh, I'm not sure who you had to fleece or threaten to get this kind of roster, but it worked. <laughs> 
All right. This one was just a standard dynasty PPR. Um, one quarterback, two flexes. On this one, the quarterback is Jalen Hurts. My two running backs are Joe Mixon and Javante Williams. My wide receivers are Terry McLaurin and Mike Williams. Got Dalton Schultz at tight end. My two flex spots are David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. No one cares about the defense. We don't even play with a kicker. Some of the notables on the bench. Tua, Melvin Gordon, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Paris Campbell, who I like, Gabe Davis on the bench, Josh Palmer, and then uh, in the taxi squad, really the only notables that I have on the taxi squad is Khalil Herbert again. You, you own a weirdly high number of David Montgomery shares this year. Dude, mm-hmm. hey, he's hedging like them we all. Discussing. He's hedging them all with Khalil Herbert, though. So, I mean, what Far. can you do? Yeah. Yeah. Especially for a dynasty, you definitely want to do that. But uh, he fell into this zone for me, man. I like to have a ton of running backs. The quality of my running backs is way better in this one because it's not super flex. I didn't have to worry about going quarterback super early. But it's it always seems like, you know, Montgomery, Dobbins, uh, Josh Jacobs, they're like all so close to each other. So I do have a lot of Monty shares, but I also have a lot of Khalil Herbert shares. I'm going to give this one a uh, – I'm right now between an A- minus and an A. Okay. Um, the only reason I would even consider downgrading it to an A- minus – would be I don't see a, a clear wide receiver one here on the roster. I know you like Mike Williams to be that though. I'll sing in the same thing. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to upgrade it to an A because he stayed true to his, to his uh, projections, and you got to respect that. I mean, he got a wide receiver one, right? I mean, and I'm sure he got good value on him. What fifth, sixth round? Yeah. Uh, what I want to know is how how were you able? I'm assuming it was Mixon, Javante. Terry Dobbins, first four? I think that's fair. I made a trade for Jalen Hurts. I didn't take him in the sixth round. I traded, like, Cole Komet and, like, a first or something in the future. Cole Komet in a first-round pick for... Oh, and uh, I think I gave up... Actually, it was Derek Carr and Cole Komet for Jalen Hurts. So you gave up uh, a... You gave up a... Uh, a twelfth rounder and a uh, maybe tenth, eleventh rounder for about a fifth round quarterback. Essentially, yeah, a backup tight end and uh, an inferior quarterback, in my estimation. I know Beg's a little higher on Derek Carr. I mean, I I love the depth going. I mean, I I, I like the Melvin Gordon Javante Williams pairing. You know, if one goes down, you have an immediate RB one either way, right? I mean, I think you could lock him in for a top twelve guy. Yeah, yep. he's he's he. I'm tell. I love his depth on this one because Dave Montgomery goes out. Welcome Khalil Herbert. Javante Williams goes out. Welcome Melvin Gordon. You know what I mean? He's he's protecting himself. That's why I'm with you. That's why I think it's an A. Yeah, I mean you. Yeah, you know, I'm sure Samaj P. Ryan might be floating around. You know, as a as a mix and handcuff. Even Chris Evans. I like Chris Evans. Right, right. Uh, so it's really hard to find holes um, in this roster. I mean, I think. He's even got Gabe I, Davis down there. I think you're going to have a headache trying to trying to figure out who to play every week in your flex. To be quite honest with you, um, that's a good problem to have, though. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
You know, I think uh, I don't love I don't love your taxi taxi squad. I know those are all you know flyers. I like I do like Tylen Wallace. Right? I mean, somebody's going to be wide receiver two in Baltimore. Uh, Someone you know. will get it. Yeah. Someone will get it. He was You're a third right. round draft pick. You know, he was a stud at Oklahoma State. This is it's an A for me, Way. Nice draft. I, I agree. Uh, it's an A for me. Um, it's a dynasty startup. My man's young. He's got J.K. Dobbins on the bench. He's going to have a gr- fruitful career. Uh, Gabe Davis on the bench. Same. Josh Palmer. Uh, and these are all guys on his bench that are young and can play for a long time. Uh, Javante Williams is, you know, in a starting lineup, super young. Great career ahead of him. Um yeah, I I think you have I think you you found that perfect spot of snagging guys like Mike Williams, Joe Mixon, and Allen Robinson uh, to make you successful this year. Um, but you also got some guys that are gonna make you successful in the future. Uh, I think your running backs are so strong, and Mike Williams, Dalton Schultz are are great. Terry McLaurin's projected to be good. I'm kind of low on him this year, but I think he's gonna be a WR two for sure. Um. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't see a lot of roster. I don't see any roster makeups that. Um, that I could look at against yours and say, "Oh, yeah, that's definitely beating you." So, um, in that situation, I mean, I got to give you an A. I yeah. appreciate it. Uh, this the perfect strat for me is just load up on running backs early. I went with those four being Mixon, Javante, Montgomery, and J.K. And then I'm a huge quantity over quality when it comes to wide receivers man you can you can find wide receivers all day hopefully you just hit on a few and just things fell the right way where i got guys that i like like the williams and robinson like you mentioned and then my boy gabe davis let's go did you did you pick like back of the first uh i think i was like eight nine ten something like that so so javanta fell that far yeah, Javante Javante was my first pick. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Wow, yep. I'm surprised to see him fall that far. Do these people that you're playing with know what football is? Are they watched before? I don't know. I found them on a Facebook group. Nice. Yep. Those are some of the best leagues, man. So, do you use? Uh, I gotta ask. So, the, on the league I'm going to show, I do something similar. Uh, do they use League Safe for yep. fees? It's a yep. pretty cool. It's a that's a brilliant idea. I've ever thought of it. It really is. It's it's secure and everything, especially with people you don't know. You can't be Venmo and complete strangers. You know, a hundred bucks for a league, and then yep. they go ahead and take off with your money. So at least someone thought of this league safe, and it it's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. Um, all right, I'm gonna switch on over. So this is a dynasty league. <clears throat> we drafted last year. I leveraged all of my 2022 and 2023 picks to get more picks in in the draft last year. Did win the championship in, in the first league. Uh, this is actually a Reddit league that I joined. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing far. So quarterback, we got Josh Allen. Running back, we have Eckler and Aaron Jones. Starting wide receivers are DK, Keenan Allen. At tight end, we have Hunter Henry. Uh, first flex is Josh Jacobs. Second flex right now is Adam Thielen. That's obviously subject to change. Notable guys on the bench, James Robinson, um, Jeff Wilson, maybe. Uh, K.J. Osborne in Minnesota. Uh, Christian Kirk, Allen Robinson. Uh, 
kind of give a kind of give you a little backstory where my head's at here. Uh, I'm mean, similar to your guys' dynasty team, man. I feel like there's going to be a running back cliff. I'm going to fall off here very very quickly. Uh, so I'm going to try to win one more one more championship with the roster, and then I'm going to be looking to move Eckler or Aaron Jones, uh, maybe to try to get draft picks or a young running back. Um, what do you guys think? I think you have probably the barest of waiver wires. You have like 27 bench spots, bro. Well, you know what's really cool about this league? So, so there's a 12-team league, and there's three divisions of four teams. And they treat it kind of like real football where you play your own division twice. And then uh, you get matched. Your whole division gets matched up with another division. It's pretty cool how it works out. And uh, the roster size will shrink as the NFL cuts happen. So the okay. first round of NFL yeah. cuts, I have to put people on the waivers. So okay, it really interesting. mimics real life. It's cool. Um, okay. I'm gonna get. I'm. Dude, I'm gonna give this a an A minus. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from a dynasty perspective, I don't see much, you know, for the future. But like for winning this year, Josh Allen, tier one, um, Eck. Tier one, Aaron Jones. You've heard my thoughts on Aaron Jones. I think he's going to be great, in my opinion. I think you have two RB1s starting for you. Um, Keenan Allen, love him. DK Metcalf, not high on him, but he's the only guy there. I mean, if if Drew Locke throws the ball, he should get 200 targets. He might get 200 targets for 90 receptions, but 90 receptions for 1,000 yards is a WR1. Um Hunter Henry, don't love him. Josh Jacobs, he's great. I think you kick out Adam Thielen for Allen Robinson in that flex spot. Um, that's a great roster. Um, it, your your bench, yeah. you're you're just you have no depth. I mean, if you're there's really nobody. Christian Kirk, maybe. Um, Allen Robinson. That that's what I'm saying. Kick Adam Thielen to the curb and slot in Allen Robinson as a starter. And I think his starting lineup there. So really, I guess if if you took my starting lineup, Christian Kirk and Adam Thielen are your only bench guys. You don't have any um, really running back depth. Maybe maybe James Robinson. Um, yeah. But yeah. If if you if you avoid the injury bug, and I think if you slotted a Rob in instead of Thielen, um, I, I, that's a great roster. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm really on a strong, strong, strong. I'm going to say I'm caught between a B plus and an A minus, honestly. It's it's very, very good. The depth is lacking a little bit, but like you said, they're going to cut people, you know, throughout the season. I like Adam Thielen, or Thielen. I really feel like this time next year, DK Metcalf might be one of your most hated players in fantasy just because – it's going to be maddening. He, you're going to win a dude, week, and he's going to put up like seven points for you. And then you're going to need him to come through, and he's not going to score like anything. Uh-huh. And so you're going to – I see you, instead of taking out Thielen like Wayne mentioned, I feel like you're yeah. going to be looking at DK okay. Metcalf Probably for the okay. Allen Robinson. But Keenan Allen has the uh, – you know, he's a nice, safe, comfortable floor. Hunter Henry's been a touchdown machine. Your running backs are elite. You have the perennial QB1, Josh Allen. Um you're definitely playoff bound, hundred percent, hundred percent playoff bound. Um, yeah, it, it's just the depth, man. You just really don't want to see anyone on your team get hurt. And if it is, pray it's a wide receiver because you at least got you know, two wide receivers that can slot into a starting role for you. If it's yeah. a running back, if a run, if Aaron Jones or Ed goes down, 
Well, I guess you could survive one running back and just slot in another receiver. Yeah. You can probably only survive one injury this year and still be a championship contender. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean that's just injury bug. If I'm just taking your your roster at face value, I think it's a solid A. This is like one of those leagues. It's a gauntlet, man. Everybody knows what they're doing. You have to get it in like a week before a, a waiver guy gets hot. Um, really hard to build depth in this league. I, I actually got a trade offer, um, which was the best offer I've gotten for DK because I tried to shop him a little bit. Everybody's trying to buy him really cheap off of me. Alan Lazard in a 2024-1 for DK. Uh, I turned it down, but would you guys have done something different there? Those are 23. I, want- I think I'd do it. Yeah, I mean, Alan Lazard for, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel (laughs) good at all. It doesn't. Like, it makes you think about it because you want the the points now, but nah, I don't think so either. He needs to sweeten the pot a little, in my opinion. It'd have to be a 2023 one. Yeah, he he doesn't have one. Goni, would you take Alan Lazard in a 2023 second and third? You know how I am with later picks and rookie drafts, so I'm asking you. No, absolutely okay. not. Okay, same. Yeah, Alan Lazard does fit in the win now mold that I've got. Right? You know, it was enticing. I thought about it. I'll be honest. I was interested. No, it, that that's not an egregious trade at all. He's he's buying low, is what it is. He's trying to hit you on the buy low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, every yeah everybody is. I I, I tried to move him and I, I can't. No. So. Um. Okay, I guess it's my turn for the last one. Um, so this league, we do very minimum bench. There's a lot of waiver wire activity in this league. It's, it is a redraft. Um, and we don't do something. I'm not necessarily a fan of it. We do team quarterbacks in this league. Um, I, I'm not a fan of it. I feel like it takes a little strategy out of it, but I got outvoted. Um, so pretty much what a team quarterback is, is if you don't know it, if you have a quarterback uh, and he gets hurt in the first quarter, you get whoever fills in points. So, you know, it, it was kind of like a uh, like a Taysom Hill, Drew Brees situation towards the end whenever, you know, Taysom Hill would come in and rush out of the, or what have you. You get both of those points. Um, I'm trying to think of maybe any other two quarterback examples off the top of my head. You had one in basketball ball like last year where they brought in like the third stringer and I can't for the life of me remember what his name was. Some scab who only played for like one game. It's not coming to me though. I don't remember, but essentially what it is is you're just, you're injury proof at the quarterback position. Um, so whatever. So when I say my roster, that's why I'm saying team. Um, I have, uh, the Cowboys team quarterback. So Dak Prescott, um, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, DJ Moore, I love you, baby, uh, Mike Williams, Dalton Schultz. My flex is Darnell Mooney, defense kicker. My bench is D-Hop, Ramondre Stevenson, Kenneth Walker, MVS, and Alexander Madison. I think – so I'm in this league with Wayne, and I think he walked away with the best draft of the league. I'm still thinking about my letter grade. I mean, I, I'm pulling it. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm pulling it thin air here just to kind of find critiques. I don't think you've got a wide receiver one unless Mike gets there. I think even with all the volume, Mooney's still probably not a one. 
DJ Moore, maybe a one with Baker. We'll see. Um, I love the Cowboys team quarterback because if Dak gets hurt, Cooper Rush is more than capable. Uh, we saw it last year, actually. Big Monday night game. Uh, I love McCaffrey. I love Jones, especially for PPPR leagues. Your bench, I think. How little, many points are they getting? Wow. Wow. What do you think? Yeah, hey. <laughs> Put some change in your charity charity jar. I want you to donate it to speech therapy. <laughs> There's a lot of peas. I'm just confused what those peas were going for, man. Um, hey, I nothing love... slides in this friend group, Mad Mob. We're, this is just a PPR. It's not a PPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPP
but the question I'm going to ask, Wayne, is if McCaffrey gets hurt week two, right, week three, what's the plan, right? we got to depend a lot on Ramondre, and that just worries me a little bit. You know, I'm sure it does too. 100%. It, it worries yeah. me as well. Um, my, my thought process was um, kind of exactly like Goni said. I might not have a WR1, but I have three top-end WR2s. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody else can say that. Um, I know there's a few that probably have two WR1s, but their running back core might be trash. Um, yeah, it's just kind of, it's just kind of, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I'm, I hate drafting Patriots guys, but I just keep looking back. Like Damian Harris was an RB1 last year, splitting carries. Um, and it's just, yeah. they get, they get the, they, Bill Belichick plays, call, call plays by the book. You know what I'm saying? When you're inside the five and it's first down, you run the ball. And that's what he does, and that's what Damian Harris touched down his way uh, to the tune of an RB1 finish. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is, you know, going to move into that RB1 role there, and I'm just hoping that I can get that out of him. Um, we've all seen what Alexander Madison can do at the, in the event of a Dalvin Cook injury. Um, so, yeah, and a lot of these things are just I, – I feel like Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson has serious RB1 potential. Sure. Um, Alexander Madison is me crossing my fingers. Um, Kenneth Walker is me just playing a waiting game. Um, and D-Hop is me playing a waiting game. Um, so to answer your question, if CMC goes down, you know, week two, I've already played him week two. I've ate um, uh, a third of D-Hop's suspension for somebody. Um, it might be time to shop out D-Hop for, um, for a running back. Maybe like D-Hop and uh, Stevenson, if he's doing, you know, pretty good um, for a solid, solid uh, yeah. uh, running back. Because I think, I think my receivers are fine. You know, I love MVS on the bench. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably shop D-Hop and Ramondre Stevenson for a lower-end wide receiver and an upper-end um, upper running back. It's probably how I'd handle a Christian McCaffrey injury, which, let's be honest, it's – I, I don't like to draft with injuries in mind. I like to draft on what this player is going to do when they're on the field. I was the second pick in this draft. Christian Mc, J, JT goes first always. Um, I I don't pick with assuming injuries are going to happen. I pick assuming injuries aren't going to happen. And if injury doesn't happen, then CMC's your RB1 this year. Lock it in. Um, yeah, for sure. If he but, goes down also, Wayne's going to be – Looking for the golden ticket on the the waiver wire. There's always one. Oh, yeah, it wasn't Chuba. It wasn't Chuba last year. They thought it was. No, no, no. no I mean, like last year it was Cordell Patterson, like that oh, kind yeah. of deal. You're gonna, yeah. yeah, you're gonna, you're looking for the golden ticket on the waiver wire. So, yeah, I, I mean, we're 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 splitting hairs, right? I said I'm just try, I'm just trying to find a critique. It's hard to do well, with the roster. Well, I'm I'm with you all though. Like I I love drafting with a lot of upside on the bench. And I love taking lineup setting out of it because uh, I, I manage a team with Goni. I overthink lot setting my lineup so much. Um, I, 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 I think too much into it. You know what I mean? And I, in the end, it hurts me. It's like I'll go and be like, okay, uh, who, what color hair does the guy, does the corner guarding him? Because uh, if it's if it's blonde hair, he has trouble seeing, and he d- does slightly worse against it. You know what I mean? I, I just. I need to just put my best players in. What's the corner he going against? What type of targets is he going to be getting? And what's the team um, that he's – is he going to be playing down or up? Is it a running back, a receiver? Um, you know, I, and I just I, – I, I fail often 
when setting my lineup. And and I'm okay saying that. And that's why I try and draft my way out of my weakness. And that's honestly kind of you gotta you gotta notice your weaknesses in fantasy, and you gotta you gotta use your strengths to worm your to make your weaknesses less noticeable. Um, so I try uh, drafting is my strength. Setting lineups is my weakness. So I try and use my strength to to hide my weakness. Sure. Yeah. Makes total so, yeah, sense. You man. all hit the nail on the head with that one. I don't. I forget which one of y'all said that, but yeah. Do you, Do you guys? It was It was Goni. Do you guys like? You guys feel like the, the drafting from the early spot is better this year, or drafting from the late spot after being in drafts? Late, a hundred percent this year. Lane was two, and he put together this masterpiece, and it's a competitive league. No, no, I'm talking about like a three, four, five, as in like the early spot. I'd much rather have. Eh, I'm also thinking of dynasty though as well I, I haven't done any redrafts this year so i got dynasty on the mind we have our dynasty coming up this weekend as well gentlemen and so i guess from that perspective in a dynasty this year i definitely want a later pick if i don't have like in a dynasty really i want the one or i don't want any of the first couple straight up do you take are you taking taylor with the one in a dynasty 100 percent. uh actually i would take Taylor or the less popular, I don't really love it in the mocks, Jamar Chase. Over Jetta. Over Jetta. I like Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the future that he's tied to. Uh, like, I, I like Jamar Chase more for the future. And that's just a longevity play to have, have an asset for the next seven years minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got the four in that draft. And, and Wayne, I was talking to Goni earlier, and he said it's it's definitely going to be Taylor, Jetta, Chase in some order, one to three. Yep. It's a nasty spot at the four. It's a Najee Swift, Eckler maybe. If you think if you think he's got three years, it's an Eckler spot. I think Swift is a little of a reach, honestly. He's not going to fall to you, Gone. Quit trying. I just think he's a reach there, man. Mad Mob, I have the 12. Um, I don't remember when we did this, um, when we did this random draw or anything, but it's just, it doesn't, it's not seeming too random to me. Um, Goni knows my strength is drafting, so he went ahead and put me in the back of the pack. I'm the dead last in this one. I'm 10th, um, so, I'm, so I'm right there. So we'll see, we'll see what, what type of team I can, I can put together from that spot. Man, I don't know. I'm talking about the four. What about McCaffrey at the four? What do you, what do you think about that, Wayne? A little too risky for a dynasty. A little too old. Take too, ri- too risky for a dynasty. Yeah, if he was, you know, if he wasn't going into what is fourth, fifth. It's only twenty-five. Fourth year. His fourth year. Uh, yeah, yeah, could, yeah year, I mean. <laughs> well, that's he didn't get hit a lot the last two. He's got plenty of mileage. Yeah, I just, uh, I. I just don't want D Swift to fall to him. There's no way he falls to ten, right? Zero chance. He he wants him to so bad. He won't. I might no, I might I have to show won't. up to the draft just to make sure it doesn't happen. He's already <laughs> he, uh, he's already got four extra giving out hints and there. tips to people. Hey man, you know who'd be great here at the one oh five? Funny funny story. DeAndre Swift. Funny story. We did a fantasy league, um, I think it was a redraft. No, it was going to be a keeper league. It was the first draft, and there was a guy that had never, ever, ever played fantasy before. Ever. Ever played fantasy before. Didn't even really watch football. 
But uh, he just was like, whatever, I'll do it. I drafted this man's team. Yes. You remember yes, how he did. frustrating that was? Uh, so this man had like the number one or number two pick, and I literally, every pick he'd be like, hey, man, like who here? And, you know, I Same. felt bad for him, so, you know, I'd, I'd be helping him, you know, happy to have another guy out, happy to have another guy out of the fantasy family. Um, so I'm helping him out. We get like six, seven rounds deep, and I've realized that I've like literally picked this dude's team. And I look up at the board, he had a monster. He won that league. He won that he year. Won the he? league. He won, I drafted. Wow. I drafted this man's championship team that year, and didn't even get a thank you. We just brought I it was up, so and he laughed. I was so mad at Wayne because the, that year, I think. I don't remember who was first on the ADP. I was the third pick. This guy was the second pick. And CMC was third in the ADP. So I'm like, oh, man, I love it. I want to get him this year. It was Saquon, I think Le'Veon Bell. I'm not sure, but I think it was Le'Veon Bell. And, uh, man, dude, first guy takes Le'Veon Bell. Second guy, I'm thinking he's going to go and take ADP, go Saquon. And he takes CMC, and it broke my heart, man. And, yeah, like you said, the guy had a monster. I think he lost, like, two games all year, maybe. And he won the championship. And hey, didn't even never set his lineup him. every week. My man forgot to set his lineup a couple times. He didn't um, even send you a check in the mail, huh? Didn't even. Roy Ray, if you're listening to this, man, get, at least give me 20 bucks, man. I wow. think I think that league paid out 200 to the Super Bowl winner, man. And, and he won the regular season payout, too. At twenty bucks, Roy, just a little thank you. You know what I'm saying? People don't forget. Just write wow. him a thank you card. That's, That's literally the best no draft money. I've ever done in my life, and it wasn't even for me. Wow. Was it? it was it a dynasty? Or oh, you said a keeper? It was, it was a redraft. Oh well, yeah, it was a keeper. It was a. Yeah. It was a startup keeper. Um. Yeah, we kept one. You could keep two players. It had to be different positions. Um. Okay. I get. This was a pretty good episode. I enjoyed it. Uh. We all. Uh, yeah. s- all think we the rosters that were brought to the table were at least playoff. I don't think we had any D's or F's. Um, that's what you want to hear if you're listening to a podcast about fantasy football. If the hosts are giving each other D's and F's, then you probably shouldn't be listening to them. Um, listen, we, we practice what we preach, and, uh, and we're going to do that all the way to the bank at, at the end of this year. Uh, we appreciate the support. We will be... Um, Posting a Q and A. The Q and A will be posted before this is posted, didn't it? You're the man with the editing. It's up to you. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I hope you all enjoyed that Q and A uh, that was posted uh, before this that we haven't done yet. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was awesome, uh, guys. Uh, one more week, September eighth. Um, stick with us. The uh, season's going to be an absolute metric crap ton of content. Three episodes a week. Let's go. Um, we're going to be very. It's a, we're getting on a very strict NFL season schedule. You can expect our episodes to come out the same time, same day, every week. We're going to be there to help you set your lineups. We're going to be there to help you with your waiver wire pickups. Uh, we're going to be able, uh, be there for for the week's recaps of the games. Um, three episodes a week when the NFL season starts. Um, you can find us uh, Spotify, Apple. All that good stuff. Reddit and TikTok, mad underscore FF underscore podcast, uh, mad FF podcast at gmail.com. Please find us on Facebook. That Facebook page is growing. Love to see it. Mad Fantasy Football. 
as always, please check us out on YouTube. Um, the looks that we give each other, just uh, they don't you, you don't catch them on Spotify. It's necessary uh, to at least watch a few on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe, hit the bell so you are notified when we post a new episode. Um, we got an Instagram up and up and running now. Uh, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We've got all our platforms down um, before the season started. Um, this uh, we might have one more meat potatoes episode before the season starts. Hey, can we just can we give a shout out right to to, to the people who listen? We've had a thousand downloads almost, man. We've been doing this for what, Over. a couple months. We've all all platforms are at about fifteen hundred. I mean, that's crazy for a, for a startup that. podcast. A couple guys. I mean, I'm doing it in the in the, my basement, just talking football with my best bros. I mean, unbelievable, man. In the off Thank season, you, in the off season, to get yep. the support in the off season before anything's even started. To start us, yeah. you're right. To start this up in the off season was difficult, and we didn't expect really anything until the season started. So the fact that we've got uh, 1500 across all platforms. Um, we get new downloads every day. Um, like, uh, like I mentioned before, or every time I open Facebook up, it's a new follower on the Facebook page. Um, so we appreciate the people that are getting in with us on the ground floor. Um, we, we appreciate literally every single one of you. Um, and we're, we're here for the long haul. Um, hopefully we, we enjoy a lot of success together and, uh, we'll do this year after year after year. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Let's get these. Let's get this in-season podcasting in here. It's going to be a great season, ladies and gentlemen. One more week, Mad Mob, September eighth. Yes. yes. These episodes will be on time. We're all about punctuality here at Mad Fantasy. Punctuality. I've been good. seven a.m. Mondays is when our meat potatoes. It's uh, punctuality. We're there for your work week starting, and we're going to continue to be there. You know what they say: timeliness is next to godliness. Yeah, you're really far from godliness at the beginning of this podcast. So it's a, it's a policy I like to live by. Yeah, but sometimes he's a little late to living to that policy, but he gets there eventually. All right, Mad Mob, uh, we'll catch you next time. Punctuality for MVP. Happy drafting. <laughs>